Welcome to the AWS Edge Chat Podcast. I'm a specialized solution architect with a passion around Edge. In each episode, I'll dive into the world of Edge, talk about interesting developments, what you need to know, and what it means to our customers. Hello, my name is Shane Baldacino, and this is episode seven of the AWS Edge Chat Podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Now, I've slipped a little bit this month in terms of deadlines. You know, it's a busy part of the year, lots going on. But the plus side in slipping a week is in this episode of AWS Edge Chat, I'm going to be covering announcements that occurred in the month of March 2021 and something that occurred right at the end of March. Now, I'm going to cover a mixture of topics, but let's start with some good news. Well, it's all good news on this show, absolutely. You know, as we discuss feature updates and so on, but this is news that is welcomed by everyone. And whilst we aren't calling this a price cut, what I'm about to talk to you about is effectively a price cut. You know, I'm using air quotes here. So Lambda at Edge, our serverless compute engine running on Amazon CloudFront that lets you run your code closer to users of your application, which is going to improve performance, reduce latency, and provide you know all sorts of smarts and goodness. So I'm not here to talk about new features. There are no new runtimes, but there is a change in the billing duration, which in effect is a price cut. And for most customers, you know, this is a rather huge one. You know, I know I've been dealing with customers in my local geography that have been thrilled with this update. So billing granularity has been reduced from 50 milliseconds to one millisecond in line with regular Lambda, which changed to one millisecond during reInvent of 2020. So for most customers who use Lambda and Edge for you know, things like header manipulations, rewrites, or those lightweight workloads, you, know, you were being charged for 50 milliseconds of execution when in reality your code may have ran for say, you know, three milliseconds. This will lower the price point for most Lambda and Edge functions, more so for those functions with short execution duration. Now, this change applies to all four Lambda at Edge event triggers, you know, so origin and request side, and it became effective starting April the 1st of 2021. It takes effect automatically, so look, if Lambda at Edge is part of your wheelhouse, or perhaps you were thinking of leveraging Lambda at Edge, this update is for you. You know, at this price point, it makes Lambda at Edge considerably more cost-effective. Just remember though, you know, scaling limits for Lambda at Edge, and whilst it has concurrency limits of 10,000 requests per second, Think about where Lambda at Edge can enhance your architecture. You know, it could be from basic redirection on origin failure through to A-B testing and so on. This really is a flexible tool that will enhance your architecture from adding rigor to increase availability through to delivering a better end user experience. So to summarize, you know, no new feature updates for Lambda at Edge, but the billing duration has changed from 50 milliseconds to one millisecond, you know, a great win for all of our customers. So moving on here, network-wise, our network continues to grow. Our edge network continues to grow in terms of size. So for our Asian customers or customers who have gone global and have a global audience, on the 23rd of March, CloudFront launched its first edge location in Jakarta, Indonesia. So viewers served by this new edge location can expect up to a 30% improvement in first byte latency. Traffic delivered from this edge location is included within CloudFront's Asia-Pacific region pricing, and this edge location is tied to Singapore regional edge cache. So remember folks, with each new edge location we add, we continue to increase the reach of CloudFront and reduce the distance bits need to travel for end users, and this just illustrates our continual drive to increase performance for end users and customers. Okay, so, I said at the start of this episode, you know, it was great that it slipped out a week. 
Now let me get to the main courses episode and that is a new feature release for AWS WAF. Introducing Amazon Bot Control for AWS WAF. Now before I talk about what AWS Bot Control is, in terms of a bot level set, bots have this negative connotation associated to them. Well look, most of the time. These are the ones that are driving up GPU prices on websites or maybe buying sports tickets. The thing is, they aren't all bad. Bot traffic describes any non-human traffic to a website or an app. So some bots are essential for services such as, you know, digital assistants, you know, Alexa, um, Google, Siri, etc. And companies welcome these sorts of bots on their sites, which is going to drive good business outcomes, you know, getting them indexed maybe on, you know, on a search engine, a digital assistant, etc. So when we talk about bot control here, we want to keep the good bots, but get rid of the bad bots. Now, before I jump into what Amazon bot control is, just a bit more on these bad bots. And if we look at the impact of bad bots, it ranges from increased OPEX costs, you know, you're paying to support bot traffic, which various industry body claims these days, you know, can be in the realm of 50% through to the nastier, less tangible side from stolen data, you know, compromised credentials, maybe a loss of goodwill and brand and reputation damage. You know, the inability to purchase a product from a retailer, etc. Now, prior to this feature update, options range on AWS from using third-party solutions that would often integrate with CloudFront via Lambda at Edge through to homegrown solutions based on, you know, forked AWS WAF security automation templates. If you're not familiar with that, see our past episode, you know, a really good starter here and so on, you know, from Lambda functions, state machines, you name it, customers have built it. So this all changes now. So introducing Amazon Bot Control for AWS WAF. Amazon Bot Control or ABC, as known in our documentation, is a managed rule group for AWS WAF and the rules are based on categories and signals. Verified bots are not blocked, but what's exciting here for the builder and myself is Amazon Bot Control generates labels for customization and visibility. I'll park this for a moment, but today Amazon Bot Control allows you to identify and differentiate between good and bad bots. You know, we're talking basic and pervasive bots here, and all you need to do is enable this managed rule set in AWS WAF. It's a managed rule set in AWS WAF, so if you are familiar with these managed rule sets from partners or even the Amazon managed rule set, enabling is rather easy. Now, unlike the Amazon managed rule set, this is not free. Now, there is a cost associated to this rule set and it's $1 per million requests with a $10 monthly entry fee per web ACL. This makes it quite cost effective for most customers of moderate traffic, but let's say you are receiving tens of millions of requests per day or even per hour. The good news is bot control supports scope down statements. Not all traffic needs to be analyzed by bot control. You know, maybe you don't want your images or JavaScript or, you know, icons, etc., to be passed by bots. You know, it doesn't matter if a bot's downloading these. And the reality is, you know, most bots are skipping all of this stuff and going, you know, straight to, I'm going to say the meat of your application here. You know, they're going straight to the heart of it. So scope down rules allow you to control this cost. Perhaps you only want bot control on your login page. Scope down statements provide you a capability to be fine-grained in your application of Amazon Bot Control. Now, back to labels, because I'm really excited about this. Amazon Bot Control will generate labels describing the request, and this will be part of your WAF logs. So you'll have things like bot categories, so the type of bot, you know, it could be a search engine or a content fetcher. The bot name, you know, if it's available, that could be something like Googlebot, Pingdom, you know, Pocket Parser, etc. Bot verified, you know, if the bot is one of those, you know, desirable bots, meaning, you know, it's deemed a good bot. 
and the signal, you know, the attribute of the request that we have detected is indicative of bot activity, e.g., you know, it's a non-browser user agent. These labels are then surfaced and emitted to CloudWatch. And via CloudWatch metrics, you know, the world is your oyster. You can do almost anything. If you have a slew of bad bots, you may want to start a state machine or, you know, send a message via a Slack notification to a team. It's just another method to which you can derive operational intelligence from your data. And this goes, you know, above and beyond just, you know, blocking this traffic. There is a default dashboard in the console that will allow you to drill down. And for those who are thinking, Shane, this sounds great, but do I actually have a bot problem? For customers who are using AWS WAF today, you'll be able to log in to your console and determine what percentage of traffic we believe is bot-based for your website based on a sample of traffic flowing through your instance of AWS WAF. Now, just a note, Amazon Bot Control does require AWS WAF v2. So for those customers who are on WAF Classic, there's never been a better time to upgrade. And if you think it's hard, you know, we walk you through this process. Simply put in AWS WAF Classic to V2 migration into your favorite search engine and you pull up a process that will hold your hand through this. Now, before we close this show out, another WAF feature update that's made its way to release without much fanfare is WAF log filtering. Now, it's actually quite an important update. Now, we know if you aren't keeping score, I'm referring to logging, then it's just practice. And WAF logging is paramount in gaining insight into your application. So with this update, you can add filtering capability to specify which web requests are kept in the logs and which are dropped. You can filter on the rule action and on the web request labels that reply during the request evaluation. Now, prior to this update, we would log all traffic, meaning that for some customers who only wanted to log block actions, they would need to filter out downstream via you know, some form of method, maybe a, comp maybe a container or a Lambda function or another method of processing. And if you know you were receiving tens of millions of entries per day, you know that can have additional costs from you know processing and parsing through to Kinesis and so on. So look, if AWS WAF is your thing, and you would like to be more granular in what you log and store, be sure to check this out. Well, that's it for today as we cover March 2021. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to continuing these monthly roundups in 2021 as I know some special announcements are just around the corner. Remember, feedback does drive the direction of this show, so please do drop myself a message, balshane at amazon.com. But until next time, bye for now and keep on listening. <laughs>